Episode 118, Wayne with Travis Hartman. I'm B-Money, the producer. That over there is Weekend Trav. Weekend Trav, fresh off the heels of Easter weekend, but we are back and we're talking Gervonta Tank Davis taking on Ryan Garcia coming here April 22nd. That's a Showtime pay-per-view or DAZN pay-per-view. I know on Showtime Weekend Trav, hefty price tag, $84.99. Let's preview Ooh, this yeah. matchup. I know it's coming in, a, in a, basically a week and a half from when this episode drops, but let's talk. Tank Davis, Ryan Garcia, what are you seeing? Yeah, I mean, this this deserves to be talked about two weeks in advance because this is a blockbuster fight because these guys are both young and undefeated. Tank Davis is 28 years old. I believe Ryan Garcia is 22. They're both undefeated. Uh, and I don't if I if I if I know this correctly, this isn't for a world title, by the way, because neither because this is at a catch weight as well. This is a mm-hmm. 136 mm-hmm. catch weight. So there's no world title on the line here, as neither guy owns a world title anyway. Uh, cause tank doesn't own a world title at 135. He owns an America's title, but not a world title. Uh, but dude, this is probably, this is funny though. This is what age we're in right now. B money is there's no title on the line. Both these guys are undefeated. Neither guy's a world champion, but this is a blockbuster pay-per-view fight that actually deserves the recognition, but it's because guys like Ryan Garcia is like a social media hit. The guy's got like, I think 15 plus million just on Instagram and probably 20 plus million, all of his platforms all together. This kid really, really learned how to promote himself via um, social media, which is good for him because yep. one, he can fight too. We watched him live. We fought Luke Campbell. Um, yeah. And so I, I, I don't know, man. This is a great fight, B-Money. I think this is a fight me and you both didn't think was going to happen because there's a lot of back and forth. We were like, yeah, yeah, whatever. I don't want to get excited just to get let down. And now it's finally happening. Well, in a couple weeks. Well, we, still have, we still have a week it's and a half weekend, Trav. So let's, exactly. let's say this does go off without a hitch. I'm calling it now. This could potentially be, and it's only April, this potentially could be the 2023 fight of the year. Hey man, there's some big shoes to live up to, but I think you're right. It this could possibly be one of those because um this is a 50-50 fight, honestly. And this is this is the closest to a 50-50 fight that we've talked about for for a hot minute. But I think it really is. I think this is a 50-50 fight, meaning either guy could win, um, depending on which guy shows up. But I think this is a huge fight, and I think that 135 to 140 pound division is so incredibly hot right now because you've got guys like Shakir Stevenson, Josh Taylor, Tiafoma Lopez, Devin Haney, Lomachenko, all of those guys. And if I left somebody out, it's my bad. But all of those guys who we talked about in 2021 that we were like, this division is really hot. And they all kind of spread out a little bit because some of them moved up to 140. Some of them stayed at 35. And now Shakir Stevenson moved up to 35. So that he just made that division even more packed. So this it's a blockbuster fight. This has got to be a title eliminator. This has got to be guy who wins is the next step in line to fight for belts. This is what it's have to be. We've talked about this matchup for so long, Weekend Trav, and the yeah. fact that we're almost here coming to fruition. Not that I'm a big fan of either of those guys, but I'm getting excited. As a sports fan, as and as a boxing fan, I'm looking forward to this quite a bit because these are the kind of fights and matchups that don't come around very often. And like you said, with the weight class that is so jam-packed with talent, these are two of the rising studs out of this group, and it's going to be very entertaining to watch them fight it, especially that last week lead-up. All the social media chirping and all the tweeting and all the interview process. Yeah. It's very interesting. It's starting to heat up a little bit. I almost feel like both guys are kind of giving each other a little bit of subtle respect based on the power that yeah. they both can have. But here, here's here's the thing. 
Tank Davis needs to be careful. Ryan Garcia is extremely fast, extremely explosive, and that left hand of his is heavy. I don't think he gets enough credit for that. He has a very heavy left hand. Yeah, no, you're exactly right. And I think that this is why this is a great fight because um, Ryan Garcia is much taller. I think he's 5'9", 5'10". I think Tank is 5'6". So if Ryan Garcia can use his height, use his reach, use his power, use his speed, all of those tools, he could beat uh, Tank Davis. However, if Gervonta Tank Davis, he's super fast, super quick, and very explosive and hits extremely hard. Uh, you've seen some of his brutal knockouts too. So if Tank can get to Ryan Garcia and touch him on that chin, we do know that Ryan Garcia can go down because we were there live when he went down from a headshot from a lefty, which was Luke Campbell, yep. and Gervonta Davis is also a lefty. So that's why I'm reserving my um, opinion on who's going to win until maybe the week of the fight. But Either guy can win this fight based on exactly what I just broke down there because Ryan Garcia has the reach, has the jab, has the quickness, has the amateur pedigree, so he can box and move. Javante Davis has the amateur pedigree, has doesn't have the reach, but has the speed, has the power, has the intelligence, also has a little bit of the wisdom too because he's 28 years old as well. Yep. So, I mean, oh my gosh, and, be and, mind, this and is used, a crazy good fight. And used to have Floyd Mayweather in his corner too, so that that also helps. But here's the thing we can travel, I think, and we'll we'll talk next week more on, you know, our predictions for this fight. But the later this fight gets, the deeper this fight fight gets, I would imagine it's going to favor a Ryan Garcia. But you're absolutely correct. Ryan Garcia, and it's it's widely known, widely publicized from even in his youth days. There's videos floating around out there of him training as a young kid. He is so he drops his right so many times, and that will be exposed. If that's exposed to a Tank Davis, then a grenade's going to go off on that side of his face, and it's going to be night-night Ryan Garcia. So it's going to be a very, very interesting matchup weekend, Trav. Yep. I don't think Tank Davis can win this fight if it goes 12 rounds. No, I don't think so either, but we'll see. You never know. We would never have yep. thought that Ryan Garcia would take down Luke Campbell when we went to watch that fight there in Dallas Not a couple the way of years he did. back. Holy moly. So Weekend Trap, April 22nd. This is coming up here. Pay-per-view, either on Showtime or DAZN. I know on Showtime it's $84.99. So pull out your checkbook, folks, if you still carry a checkbook, or just bill it straight to the man, straight to the credit card company. Uh, Weekend Trap, anything else further we want to talk about with this fight, or do we want to move that to next week on episode 119 as we are in the final stages approaching this big, big-time fight? No, just one add-in. They're they're doing an all-access 24-7. They go behind the scenes of these fighters, and I believe there's two episodes out on Showtime's YouTube channel. I do highly recommend you guys watch those. I'm not watching it because it will influence my choice, and I don't like when I do that because it, it does, does get you emotional. But I'm telling everybody else, watch it because it'll get you to tune into this fight even more because they sell it. They're extremely smart, and they will sell it good. But So it's called All Access on Showtime, and it's on their YouTube. It's on their, obviously, Showtime platform. Um, but check that out because this is worth it. So next week, we'll talk a little bit more deeper into the fight, our predictions of the fight. We'll talk to Vegas odds at that point because those will have tightened up a bit uh, leading into uh, April 22nd. We can travel. Since we've been gone for a couple of weeks, we took some time off. You know, we had, you know, Easter. Look, at I got my, my chocolate Easter egg right here. We can travel. Yeah, I love it. We also had, and if you pay attention to our social media accounts, you and I were at Megacon Orlando the comic and sci-fi and nerd convention, we were storming around there on that Friday. So we've had a lot of action and activity going on the past couple of weeks. So we're finally back here uh, at 118. That was, 
that was my very first ever MegaCon. And by the way, not my last. No, no. Next week, we're already geared up. It's in February. We can try to clear out your calendar. But what we want to do is talk about some things that we missed while we were gone. And we're going to kind of go backwards in order because this past weekend, there was a lot of action going on. And really, let's lead right into it, Weekend Trav. Are you ready for this? Because mm -hmm. this is the money shot Bring. of the week. And Weekend Trav... I don't want to be sour grapes. I don't want to be salt in the wound. But this week's money shot of the week goes to Brian Mendoza over your boy, Sebastian Fondora. Listen, he is my boy, meaning that in 2021, I put him out there as a prospect to watch. Oh, yeah. Because, and I, and I pointed out, he did have a lot of holes, but he was just, he's six foot, like six, six foot five, 154. I said he was going to give a lot of people problems, and he has because mm -hmm. he upset um, Erickson Lubin, who was expected mm -hmm. to do a lot more than he did. He stopped Erickson Lubin, um, but he does have a lot of uh, holes for sure. But, oh my gosh, like this Brian Mendoza, good for him because you know what? I'm pretty sure Brian Mendoza is uh, co promoted by Warriors Boxing, who is uh, partners with Box Lab who's a local promoter here in town that we go to. So that's a great win for Brian Mendoza. He's got a couple upset victories now under his belt. This one was a big one. And man, I've seen Fundora go down, but usually he gets back up. But this Mendoza really, really planted on him. To be fair too, uh, Fundora was winning every single round yeah. on two of the judges' scorecard and only lost one round on the other judges' scorecard going into the seventh round. So yeah. he was winning that fight. But you know what? In boxing, doesn't matter. You have to fight that way for 12 rounds because if you do not, these guys will knock you out. And you have to be on guard your entire fight. And that's why there's doesn't matter how big of a lead you are because I would equivalent that six to zero, six rounds to zero lead to a 30-point lead in the NBA, to a 21-point lead in the NFL. In the NFL and NBA, you can essentially stall, let the clock run out, and you can win being being by being up that much. In boxing, doesn't matter. You, you remember, can't stall. You can't get out of that. You got to finish 12 rounds. Remember back a long, long time ago when we were growing up, MTV were doing like these crazy like jock jam sports or whatever, and they had the basketball league where they also had like different hoops at different heights. And if you would hit the basket at like 20 feet, it'd be worth more points and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. 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 It's I like that. that we can trap. If basketball had that now, this is the, it's the comparison to this fight because Fandora was definitely up. He, I wouldn't say he was necessarily dominating, but man, he was winning. I mean, yeah. uh, kudos to Mendoza because they were fighting in a phone booth the whole time and, and just really laying, laying into each other, but he caught them nice and clean not once, but twice. That's what sent his butt to the canvas. His little toothpick legs down to the canvas. That was a great shot. It was yeah, a great. So that, it was a. It was a great multiple shots. If anything, that's a good learning experience. It doesn't derail this kid, uh, but it, he he goes back to the drawing board now. But that was uh, this week's money shot of the week, and that was Brian Mendoza taking down Sebastian Fondora. What else did we miss, weekend, Trav? Oh my goodness, we missed. We went live to the box lab fights on April first. Uh, we got to see um, Giovanni Estella run his record to 11-0 with a very impressive um, win in the co-main event. He looked very good. He looked snappy against a, a, a savvy veteran who mm -hmm. – savvy veteran with a winning record actually as well. Mm -hmm. I think he was like 30 and 20. Like that's a that's 50 pro fights I, I believe is what his record was. So it was pretty impressive to see Giovanni do that. And I've said from the beginning that – 
Giovanni has a, uh, amateur pedigree. He knows how to fight, even though he doesn't have all the knockouts that people would want to see that the fans want to see. I've said it from a long time that I think Giovanni has the style and the ability to compete with the really good guys down the road. And yes, the brain. And the brain. Yes. And that's why you're seeing that he's beating these guys and he's 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 beating these savvy veterans because of his amateur pedigree, because of his fighting style, and because he's very intelligent in the ring. Um, and then our good friend and also was on in this corner, Agent Pinero, um, got upset and got knocked out in the first round. Um, just a little setback. Uh, setback for a big comeback, hopefully, with Adrian. But Adrian is okay. Um, we are glad to still go to support the guy. We are glad to support Box Lab because they did put on another good show. Like, it was very entertaining. Like, yeah. it wasn't one of their big-time blockbuster shows they normally did promote. But guess what? It turned out to be pretty exciting. And it was sold out. Sold out crowd. Yeah. And, and like they did I mean, good. It was a very, very fun show to go to. Obviously, we wanted the outcome to come out different on that main event. And sometimes that happens. But... Overall, it was, a, it was a fun evening, a great show. So kudos to those guys in the Orlando Boxing Group uh, for, for putting on that that um, uh, that event week in Trav. Uh, what else did we miss in our absence? I mean, you don't want to talk about it, but uh, also Anthony Joshua fought yeah. over in England on April 1st and fought a ho-hum decision win against uh, Jermaine Franklin, I believe it was. And now he says he's not going to fight again until December, I believe he said. But real quick. Anthony Joshua is not Anthony Joshua no more, man. He was a very confident fighter. He is a very insecure fighter now. And he literally, it looks like he is afraid to get punched. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. I can only say that because I've been punched by the best in the world, amateur and pro. So I'm going to say it because it does look like he's afraid to get punched. And I don't get it because you're in the heavyweight division. You, you, you had that massive outing against Vladimir Klitschko. And then now... You don't look like you even want to be in the ring hardly. So that might as well have been that might as well have been an eternity since since then. Uh we can trav. Mm -hmm. We watched part of this fight uh back a, a couple weeks ago, and uh it just I don't know. I mean, I get it. It wasn't the same. The local crowd's gonna love him. All of his fights from now on have to be there because if he comes over here, he ain't gonna do it. It ain't gonna do it. Unless it's unless he's fighting somebody big time on on, on this side of the ocean, but I don't know. We can travel. There was nothing there that that screamed out, "Man, I can't wait to watch this guy fight again." There was nothing. Unless, unless he fights a Deontay Wilder or a Tyson Fury, I don't think anybody's going to really care. Even the Tyson Fury matchup is just so lopsided that I mean, I know. I think Tyson Fury knocks him out. I yeah. also think Deontay Wilder beats him as well. Because I think so. I think that for sure. Yeah. yeah so it, it's. In Entertaining fights, even though we don't think that he's the same, B-Money, I do think those fights would be pretty fun and exciting to watch. And I think England would love to see Tyson Fury versus uh, Anthony Joshua still, oh, even though it's way past the prime. So I think they could sell out a place there. Uh, but I don't know that Anthony Joshua will probably want to agree to the terms, whatever Tyson Fury wants, because Tyson Fury will get to dictate those because he is the champ. And he will beat Anthony well, Joshua. I mean, so he's he's one he's one of the title champs. Ooh, sick. Yeah. Well, I mean, for the most part, he dictated the terms of that potential contract too, which that fight obviously was put on the shelf. Shelter. So 
I mean, yeah. or that's just part of the marketing of it and it will come because this is like you, like we've mentioned, this is a pretty hot month and a half or so coming up. So they may have just shoved that heavyweight matchup because there's not a lot of airspace to talk about it and they don't want to compete with the other guys and the, and the marketing airspace. And speaking of, there is a fight coming up, I think, is it, is it in June or is it the end of May now? And that's one Which... Tiofima Lopez now taking on Josh yeah. Taylor. That was announced this past weekend. Holy moly. Is is Tiofima Lopez biting off more than he can chew here, Weekend Trav? Dude, that fight is in June 10th, and Tiofima Lopez is coming off of a fight who everybody thinks that he probably lost. I think it was against a guy named Sandor. I forget the last name. Uh, Chris Sandor or something. But yeah, a lot of people watch that fight. He lost. We talked about it on air too. We talked yeah. about it on one of our episodes, and he did. He didn't look. He did not look like the normal Tia from Lopez. And now, instead of getting back on track and getting back to getting his confidence back, he's going right at Josh Taylor, who at one time was in the pound for pound talk. Josh Taylor was also undefeated. Josh Taylor also coming off a fight against Catterall, which I did a thing about, and I said that I thought he won. But a lot of people thought that could have been a draw, or he'd have lost his fight too. So maybe that's why Tiafimo Lopez and them are comfortable in fighting this guy directly back because Catterall are. Josh Taylor really isn't coming off of a, a very, very confident fight with Catterall either. And that the rematch also fell through. So maybe that's why, but I'm telling you, our British friends that we talked to in person too, that actually used to train Josh Taylor was the McGuigans. And mm-hmm. they're like, this kid's really good. And I've mm-hmm. watched him fight. He is really good. Mm-hmm. So if Tia Fomo can somehow beat this guy, I think it would be just as big as when Tia Fomo beat Lomachenko. Because Tiafoma was not supposed to beat Lomachenko. Lomachenko beat he Lomachenko beaten everybody up to that point. It was a pound for pound best for sure uh, up there in top three. And then Tiafoma beat him, amazing. But then Tiafoma falls flat on his face and loses. Gets upset by George Cambosis, mm-hmm. um, and then just has not really impressed anybody. So it sucks because that division is hot. Because also last weekend Shakir Stevenson. Also fought and moved yep. up to 135 now. So Shakir Stevenson got like a seventh round knockout against a guy who's really good too, um, a, a tough Japanese guy, I believe it was. But that division now, it it's used a, to so be much ran. going on. Weekend Trav. I mean, that we got so hey, much. We got Devin Haney, Lomachenko coming up in May as well. I mean, there's so much activity just with that weight divi- the weight class alone. Um, back to uh, Lopez and Taylor. I don't know, man. I mean, leading up to it, I'm sure we'll talk a bit more about it. I, I know styles make fights, right? Um, I I just don't think this is a good matchup for Tiafimo Lopez, especially to try to bounce back and have a defining moment uh, to to just springboard him back into pro- proper contention. Oh, yeah. I don't know about this one. I don't know about this one. I I, I agree with you. I, I, I really do because Josh Taylor is a lefty, can box, knows how to fight. He's longer, he's rangier. I, I don't know if that's good for Lopez, but you know what? Also, though, let's put this out there because – Props to Lopez, though. Props to these guys like Tank Davis and Ryan Garcia for making tough fights that the fans want to see. Boxing is winning right now with these type of fights because these are big-time fights. And we got to throw Devin Haney, who is the king of that division right now, 135, has all the titles, who is fighting Lomachenko now. So we have to give props to these guys because although I wouldn't have normally probably advised them to take these fights – these fights are great for boxing, and we got, what, three or four of them coming up now that are Josh Taylor Lopez, Tank Garcia, Devin Haney Lomo. Phenomenal well, fights. Boxing fans win. 
It's funny because if you've been following our content for a while, and if you have, thank you so much for subscribing. If you have not yet do, done so, please subscribe below, depending on when you're watching or listening to this. We just appreciate that and it helps us out a bit. But if you've been listening or watching for a long time, we've talked about this division for years, years we can travel on all the things that they could be doing. And then it's finally coming to fruition literally in the next six to eight weeks. A lot of what we've talked about is coming true. Finally, after a couple of years of talking about the potential bracketology and all this stuff, it's happening. These guys are finally yeah. fighting one another, uh, the bigger names in the mix, and we'll kind of see how this edges out by the end of the year or into next year. It's a very exciting time for this weight division. Yeah, and you said you're right. We put it out there because when we went out there, it was January of 2021. Mm -hmm. Ryan Garcia, it was January 2nd of 2021. Mm -hmm. Ryan Garcia fought Luke Campbell. We were there live in Dallas, Texas and watched that fight because we had a fighter on the card. But as soon as we watched that fight, we were like, oh my gosh, Ryan Garcia is a little better than we thought. He's a little tougher than we thought. Um, but we came home, we did a podcast and we were like, that division is exciting. We are like, 2021 is going to be off the chain for that division. And then guess what happened? Nothing for a couple of years. Now it did. You know what? Things take time. It was an investment into what's going on right now is now it is all coming to fruition. It now really is, is because big time fights are happening now. Now is the time in that division. Have. We can travel. This is it. This is going to be a good couple of months here in boxing action. Episode 118. Uh, before we start to put a bow on it, wrap it up. Any Anything else that you want to mention? Any any sort of final comments or thoughts from you? Um, I got a couple. One, it's Virgil Ortiz is fighting April 29th on the zone. Undefeated welterweight. Doesn't get enough play. The guy's yep. amazing. Also, May 6th is Canelo Alvarez on pay-per-view against John Ryder. I get it. It's not a blockbuster opponent. But, but it's Canelo. Um, it's coming up. May 13th, Showtime. Alberto Pueyo versus Roly Romero, who got knocked out by Tank Davis. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So, but the guy's strong, whatever. Katie Taylor's fighting Chantel Cameron. We've talked about lot. that on May 20th on zone. But also, I do have some final thoughts. And I don't know if I've said them before, but I was just searching through some of my notes in my phone. Oh and I came across this thing, okay? The reason why I want to bring it up is because Easter weekend was this past weekend, right? Mm -hmm. You know, if mm -hmm. you believe in God, our Lord and Savior, you know, he died for our sins on Friday, which is Good Friday. On Sunday, he arose. Um, and this is where we're at today. Is where This is a Monday when we're recording this. So drops on a Wednesday, but this is Monday. Mm -hmm. But I actually, I'm not Catholic. I am a Christian, but I got the privilege. I was in, I was in Vatican, the Vatican City in Rome. Mm -hmm. Vatican's its own city, though. Yep. Some country even. But yes, anyway, sir. I was there. I got to listen to the Pope. I believe it was in like 2016. Okay. And I'm not Catholic, but he said something that was so awesome. And it, it made sense to me in my everyday life. He said, there are three phrases in life that are not so easy to say or practice, but when they are ignored, they can cause cracks in the family foundation and cause cracks in the foundation of friendships. Okay. And those three simple phrases are, may I thank you and pardon me. And think, think about that. So you're just walking down the street and somebody bumps into you. If they don't say anything, it infuriates you. Right. But if they say, pardon me. You're like, Oh yeah, yeah, that's cool. No, no worries, man. You're good. Right. Like it's true though. Um, and then thank you. Like if somebody does something very good for you, you know, you don't say thank you by not saying that it causes a massive problem. So that simple phrase, 
thank you, pardon me. And also, may I, if you're asking for something, you know, may I have this? If you don't, if you say, give this to me, it causes a massive problem with just some simple words. You say so that, then I, I say, pardon me? <laughs> exactly. So it's, I just thought it was kind of cool. You know, it's three phrases in life called, may I, thank you, and pardon me. And I think it does um, affect my life, affect other people's life. And I think we'd see a lot more peace and, and a lot more Christian type behavior if all of us use those three simple phrases. If you ever get the chance to use those, please do. Pardon me, Weekend Trav. Um, what are you currently drinking? Are you drinking the Yellowstone handpicked single barrel that we ranked last time around at 6.75 boxing gloves out of 10? Yes, sir. I sure am. There we Yellowstone. go. Like that little formatting change, folks. So we have that. We got the Bourbon Lounge episode coming later this week, which will be a new bourbon. I think new bourbon. But that's what we'll drink on next week's episode, podcast episode. That way we kind of get back or back on track where it's not confusing for everybody. Uh, my final thoughts are just this. We do appreciate all of you for the support. We appreciate our friends you know, over at BioSteel. Thank you. And thank you so much uh, to TH Boxing, IF Enterprises and Goldstream Financial for your media uh, uh, help as well. We appreciate that so much. And if you have yet to subscribe to our content on YouTube, on Rumble, if you're listening to us on whatever app source on your phone or on your computer that you use, we are there. Search for us. Wayne in with Travis Harmon. Follow us on the socials, Instagram, Facebook, yada, yada, yada. We do appreciate you. Give us a little thumb up, too, on this video when you have a chance. That's my final thought is all that plugging that I just did weekend Trav. That is what she said. Yeah, you did great producer. Yeah. All right. Well, we can Trav. That's it for episode 118. And uh, next week we'll be back in studio in the TH boxing studio for the number one beards, bourbon and boxing podcast shot in Orlando, Florida, specifically Laureate park, specifically in a boxing gym on the second floor of said boxing gym in the TH boxing podcast room, which he's in right now. And I'm not, Shot on a Sunday or Monday, today being Monday, dropping on Wednesday morning at 7.15 a.m. Eastern Standard Time in the, in the world. world. That is us. We do appreciate everything. That over there is Weekend Traff. That there is B-Money, a.k.a. Producer, a.k.a. Megacon King. God bless. <laughs>